0: All right, we're back, and joining me as advertised is the only person that I would really want to talk hoops, especially Sixers hoops with, WIP producer Anthony Foley. Anthony, since we've spoken, uh, let me wish you a happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. Has it been that long? It has been that long, man. I think it was early November the last time we talked.
1: Oh, man. Well, happy holidays to you all across the board.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, Anthony, um, I guess, as I said, we talked the last time. It was right after the... um, they hired Doc, and uh, really, it was actually before Daryl Morey. It was before all that. So, Right. And uh, so I kind of want to start with the Daryl Morey situation. Now, uh, obviously, that was the the pick that everybody was looking for. Same kind of situation that occurred with Daryl Morey, then Doc Rivers. Daryl was fired by the Houston Rockets and then signed within, what, a week or two after that by the Sixers. What is the sign? Yeah, I say,
1: what and did- that got scooped up pretty quick.
0: Right. So what did the signing of Daryl Morey signify to you about how the Sixers were treating the organization?
1: I'm sorry, I lost you for a sec. What did you say there, my man?
0: So how did the signing of Daryl Morey, what did that tell you about how the Sixers, uh, how serious or how not serious the Sixers were about improving the organization? Oh,
1: man, I I think it tells me that they they think time is is running up. You know, people are going to be fed up. That means the fan base, the players know the front office the owners all the above you know what i mean i think they try with with the hinky they try with colangelo and um i think this is this is definitely their best basketball hire i could say the last 10 years i'd say
0: now dalmore is officially the president of basketball operations but how much do you believe he's got a hand in general manager type activities
1: oh he's he's all the way in the cookie jar man he's uh I think he's really there overseeing everything Alan Brand did, did, um, is doing, you know, they gave Alan Brand a shot and, um, you know, to be honest, if you really look back on it, you can't blame Alan Brand for what he did. I mean, you can blame him for the, for the Al for signing. I'll definitely give him that, but I respect somebody that went all in and tried to get Jimmy Butler, tried to get Tobias and and saw that he had a window with that team. So I can respect that. Um, can't blame him for Jimmy not wanting to sign back. Um, But as far as making moves and all that, you know, this is something good. It's for Allen. It's some. It's definitely a lot to learn from Daryl, and um, Daryl's somebody that the league respects. You know what I mean? Players respect, and he's been around a while, and he's he's a big NBA known guy. He's worldwide known. He might not be liked in China very much, but but um, he's he's good for our basketball moves. We don't have to worry about um. He's a
0: he's a tweeter, but he's not he's not he doesn't have a burner account at this. So, <laughs> well, let's talk about Daryl Morey and his tweeting. Um, of course, a few weeks back, he got fined fifty get fifty k by the NBA for uh, tampering or violating the tampering clause. Um, do you believe that it was uh, obviously it was a, it was a it was a tweet in reference to James Harden? Uh, do you believe that the um, fine was warranted? I mean,
1: honestly, no. I don't think he really said anything wrong. He didn't say, I want James Harden to be a Philadelphia 76er. But I guess in in today's age, you know, you got to watch what you say uh, on there. I don't really think he said anything too wrong. But at the end of the day, I guess that's why I'm not an NBA uh, manager or whatever, whoever's putting the fines out. But. Uh, I mean, it, it might be a little telling, though,
0: don't you think? I agree. I think it is. I think it's a lot of telling. And uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, it's probably the most interesting story that's been following the Sixers since, uh, well, let's face it, I guess since Daryl Morey got here. Um, of course, that is the attempt or the, uh, I guess everybody kind of conceives that that's what the Sixers are trying to do about bringing James Harden here. So, uh, But more on that in a second. So I want to talk a little bit about the draft, Anthony. So that was the other thing that would follow right after the Daryl Morey hire. Uh, the Sixers picked at 21 in the first round. They took Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky as shooting guard by trade. Now, of course, shooting guard in 2021 is different than in 1991. So what do you think Tyrese Maxey was what, – what, what stood him out to the Sixers to bring him on board?
1: Uh, He's a player, man. He's just a good basketball player. The energy he brings on the floor. He plays at both ends. Um, He's a better shooter than people think. I know he hasn't really shown much of that in the Sixers' uniform. But um, he's been getting to the rack. So, you know, if that's working, then keep keep it up, young fella. But just somebody that brings energy and and off the bench, especially a backup point guard that you don't have to worry about paying and getting somebody in free agency. Somebody that can come
0: step in right away and give you some – some production, and I think we've been saying that. Yeah, I like to pick too. I always, I kind of, I like to pick as well. Then in the second round, they drafted Theo Malden, but but they flipped Theo Malden along with Al Horford to the Oklahoma City Thu- uh, Thunder, and in, in exchange for Danny Green, how brilliant was that move by um, Daryl Morey? It was
1: genius. I mean,
0: oh, okay, and, and a 2025 1st not... round pick. I, I I forgot that.
1: Still, still genius. I mean, just think about, you know, the production. I'm sure you'll you'll bring him up uh, later in the conversation, too. But you're getting from somebody like Dwight Howard, who you're giving the the big minimum to. And you you had Al Horford signed to a max deal. And you're you're pretty much getting the same thing out. Well, you're getting more out of Dwight Howard, in my opinion. So sometimes less is more. Subtraction is addition. And I think you did a great job with that, you know if this team's ready to compete and we're, we're NBA championship contenders that first rounder in 2025, we really shouldn't be much of anybody. It's going to be a late first rounder. Somebody who probably wouldn't pan out. And, um, I'm cool with that. As so not, you got really arguably the worst contract in the NBA. And, um, you even got somebody that you can see in the G league develop too. And Terrence Ferguson.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And I thought it was brilliant when I, when I heard about it, I, I couldn't believe it. Thought it was a joke, but, uh, But, yeah, it was – you know, I I would sacrifice the first-round pick in 25 to get rid of that contract. So I thought it was a great move as well. And Um, um, we haven't really been getting much out of Danny Green. who was the the main we got in that deal. But this
1: is still somebody that you know you can at least count on in the playoffs to give you minutes and not not make huge mistakes. And and you know he can hit the three. He doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. So it's it's just refreshing to have people like that on the roster, even though he's not – He'll get it together. He's just trying to figure it out. So it's probably, hard, it's probably hard to play with Ben Simmons.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's extremely hard to play with Ben Simmons. Um, so you don't view Danny Green as kind of a poor man's Tobias Harris?
1: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I think they got two totally different games. Um, Danny Green is three and D. Tobias is more of a finesse for – I know he he likes to do. He can he can score a. In the ISO, I, Danny Green can't do that. He needs a pick. He needs to be have an open three. He's he's Danny Green is somebody that the two cyborgs should be uh, at the hip with.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a, that's what I would be if I was him.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree, and I I think you're right. I think uh, obviously we're only six games into the season, and it's a small sample size. I think things are going to work out as well as we move through it. Uh, so the Sixers also, they had, a, they had another, they had actually, what, five, four, five picks in the second round. Their second second round pick was Tyler Bay, who they then flipped to Dallas along with Josh Richardson for uh, Seth Curry. Not Steph Curry, but Seth Curry. Uh, what, what, what was your reaction to that move? Another great move. You can clearly tell Josh Richardson was happy
1: there from the beginning. He was the only one in the locker room speaking up. You Know as far as if it was Brett Brown or his post game, or you know, he it was a couple of times last year he spoke up and said that they needed to be better. Or certain things weren't being said or done, we weren't holding each other accountable. Um, he yeah, had a player option on his contract, too. He probably wasn't going to pick it up. Um, so it was best for both parties, I think. They got a lot of scoring, um, shooting guards and guard player over there in Dallas, mostly coming back healthy. Um, so you know it's good to probably get that contract off their books, and Lord knows we need a shooting in the worst way. So it looks like it worked out for the both of us.
0: Do you view Seth Curry as maybe a little too undersized at his position in the East?
1: Yes, I, I think he's he's undersized, but he he's effective enough on the Florida. He's he's going to be in there the last the last minute. He's, I mean, it looks it seems to me like they went to him to close the game the last couple of times. I noticed. I never that. hit that big shot against Toronto. Close it out. Um. So looks like they might use him to kind of how they use JJ Reddit, if that makes sense. A lot of uh driving pins and you know what I mean. Kind of what Paul George was complaining about.
0: I mean, if he can Uh, shoot like JJ, I'm all for it. But uh, um, the
1: the next best thing we've seen. So yeah,
0: and that's obviously what we were looking to try to upgrade on. So the, the final two picks in the second round were Isaiah Joe out of Arkansas and Paul Reed out of DePaul. Uh, you know, obviously project players. Uh, do you see either one of these individuals maybe making significant contributions this year? Um,
1: no, I think they're too deep. I mean, you got an MVP caliber player in Embiid playing to five. He's, he looks like he's healthy and motivated this year, giving you 30 to 35 minutes, And so maybe 38. you got a veteran big man in Dwight Howard that can come in and, and – Play some big minutes. And uh, so, you know, unless it's a blowout or a game that really doesn't need much or it's a back to back where B's not playing, I don't really see them getting too much time. But it's so unfortunate. Sure, I would have liked to see them in, in Delaware. But um,
0: that's a good point.
1: Yeah, we'll
0: see. <laughs> now, the so, Sixers continue to make some moves, Anthony, after the draft. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you, Anthony. They uh, they went ahead and released Norvell Pell. You know what, man? I like liked Norvell. I, I really thought he could be the future, not starting, but I really liked what he brought to the what, to the Sixers and uh, the Cavaliers have picked him up. How do you feel about losing Norvell Pell? Um, he was actually released, I think, very before the season started by the Cavaliers. Oh, he was. How <laughs> oh, much have missed is. that. Um, I
1: mean, he's he's been a journeyman. You know, to say the least, I, I saw him the last two years in Delaware, and you, you could see he made huge improvements in his game. Um, as far as his offensive game, it's really not there. You know, it's more of just catch, catch a lob guy or offensive rebound, put back. He's big. Um, he's huge. Yeah, he's no, no really. He doesn't have any moves in the post. He's not really can't shoot. Can't, shoot, can't <clears throat> stretch the floor. But the thing I loved about him most, he was not scared to get dunked on. He would go up and test every shot. Yeah. And he, he he was a great shot blocker, I'll give you that. So yeah, for a third string center, yeah, I would have liked to keep him, but probably financially it probably didn't I'm not really sure how that works, but you know what I mean I guess probably was the reason. I don't think it had anything to do with poor performance. Or also they just drafted, like you said, two big men that they yeah. could possibly see the floor. So you know how it goes every year. He had this opportunity and, and You know they gave him a chance, so hopefully he's able to find some money elsewhere. You know, look at somebody like Christian
0: Wood. Yep, that was on the Sixers, and he's bouncing around now. He just got contracted now. He's going to leave on notice in Houston. So I think Norvell Pell will be the uh, NBA's equivalent to Travis Fulgham. I really believe that he might might be (laughs) that. Yeah. 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 Now you you mentioned this a few minutes ago, and I thought this was a brilliant signing, Uh, Dwight Howard for one year. $2.6 $2.6 million contract, extremely user-friendly deal for a player that obviously Dwight's at the end of his career, but the, the championship pedigree, the experience, the presence, the mentorship, I think it was a steal to bring him in. Uh, how do you feel about that move?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said, all the above. I mean, you can never go wrong to bring in a future Hall of Famer, somebody who just won a championship, and somebody who, you know, realize you know, what his role actually is, can't come to, you know. If you look back on Dwight's career, you know, it was troubled. If you think about it, after he left Orlando, he went to Houston with James Harden, didn't work out, went to L.A. with Kobe, didn't work out. And then he just kind of bounced around every year. You know, Charlotte, Wizards, uh, Atlanta, uh, back to L.A. So he, he's got a lot of moving around. But he's stuck around and he's, he's found his role, and I think he's come to peace with it. And he just wants to play basketball and win. And that's, that's something I can respect out of any player.
0: Yeah, I, I really thought it was a great move. I actually, I, I remember a few years back, maybe it was three, four, five, maybe five years ago, there was some rumors about him coming here, and uh, you know, um, I'm glad they finally made that happen. I, I think that it's going to do wonders. If maybe not for, I mean, I don't, do I expect Dwight Howard to light it up like ten years ago? No, but what he could provide Joel Embiid, uh, I think, is going to be priceless for. I agree. For the Sixers, and they um I know a lot of
1: times, you know, I'm sure everybody got to Dwight- watch. Watched the Lakers a bunch, you know, in, in the bubble. Um, there's a lot of games that he wasn't really able to get in, you know, matchup wise and all that. So I'm a little worried how that'll work out
0: in the playoffs. But we'll see about that yep. when the time comes. Now, the Sixers, also, they weren't done. I mean, Zahiri Smith got traded. Uh, he got traded to the uh, – it was part of a three-team deal. Um, the Sixers ended up with Tony Bradley. How do you like the move to move uh, another draft pick that apparently did not work out and bring in, in Tony Bradley?
1: Um again I, I think that might have just been a little salary don't change the scenery you know Maury's in here not his draft pick um and with all due respect you know he he was nowhere near ready to see the NBA floor um so it was good to just move on from him Tony Bradley is another journeyman you know he's on the UNC championship team so you know somebody else who knows what it takes to, to win maybe and you know knows what the hard work is but you know, any, any four or five coming in here is going to have a, a hard time, you know, getting playing time or sitting the floor or staying on the roster just because of Embiid and Dwayne hours.
0: It's just going to be hard for any of them. Anthony, I mean, let me kind of turn the clock back on you for a minute. Uh, a couple of years ago when we traded La- uh, Shamit to the Clippers, how did you feel about that trade? It was the Tobias Harris move. Um, yeah, um,
1: at the time, you know, it was – it was refreshing to see a draft pick giving us minutes and production right away. I like him. You know what I mean? I've always liked I, him. I like Sam too. Yeah, but um, you know now he's he's in uh he's in uh, Brooklyn and Van so good for him, man. He's he's been on three good teams, so that's fortunate for him. But at the time, I I was okay with it. You know, we got Tobias, we got a a, a player that was an All Star for him at the time, coming from from the Clippers. And um, we went all in. We were going all in. We weren't going to win a seventh. She was Shaman. So I was at that point. I was extremely happy with Tobias
0: Harris as our fourth option. Okay. Now, so I always looked at Shaman as possibly the JJ Redick heir apparent. Um, I don't. I know he hasn't quite developed yet into that type of shooter, but uh, the fact that he's back in the East and he's back in the uh, well, he's back in Brooklyn. Where he's in Brooklyn scares me a little bit um, because now we're going to have to deal with him throughout the season and. I hate when those 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 moves come back and bite people on the ass. But I was a really big fan of his. Really, you know, I really didn't like the trade. I thought that was going too far. I thought he Elton Brand began to extend himself with that move, and obviously Tobias Harris, who has stepped it up recently, still don't believe he deserves the contract that he has. Yeah, I'm waiting to
1: see it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, like we all we all knew when he was in L.A. with Doc, you know, that's when he played his best ball, but. Doc There's traded them too. Some players are, are on six different teams before they get their contract too. You know what I mean? Like players yeah. can't find a home and things like that. It's kind of
0: telling. And, and Doc traded them, so you know, more to, more to follow on that.
1: Mike, Mike Scott too.
0: That's yeah. right. That's right. All right. So on December twenty second, the season tipped off, and the Sixers rolled out a, a roster with Bradley, Curry, and Bede Ferguson. Uh, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard, Isaiah Joe, Kirk Moss, Dakota Mathis, Tyrese Maxey, and Sheik Milton, Vince Vincent Purier, Paul, Paul Reed, Mike Scott, Ben Simmons, and Matisse Thibel. Anthony, is that a championship roster? It is not. Where are we? What are we missing? Oh, man, you're missing,
1: you're still missing a closer, still missing... You're missing your late game threat. Like who who when we're down five with two minutes left, who's getting the ball? Who's who's like look when Jimmy Butler does that for the heat? Or when Greek Freak does that, or Chris Middleton for um the Bucks, or when Van Fleet does it for Toronto. Like everybody seems to have a closer or a go to guy but us. Yep. And that that's really my biggest issue still with this scene. Um, it was like I said, it was good to see him close out a game against Toronto. You know, they got to Embiid. Embiid uh, got it out of his hands before he, he, the double team got to him, which seemed to be the problem closing pretty much every game last year. And um, Seth Curry knocked the three down. But I'm just personally, I'm not banking on Seth Curry to be on my closer. That's just me.
0: Right. Uh, I, I feel you. Which leads me to my next point. Of course, the biggest chatter coming out of Philly since the season began has been the potential reunion of Daryl Morey and James Harden. Now, Anthony, I've heard all kinds of projections. I've heard all kinds of theory or theories about what it would take to bring him here. Uh, but the one common denominator that would involve a trade, and I believe that's been confirmed, is Ben Simmons. I want to read you off a stat line real quick, all right? James Harden has played three games this season. He's averaging 37 points a game, Right? Ben Simmons has played six games, and he is averaging 13.5 points a game. I understand the defensive aspect of what Ben Simmons brings. But James Harden is a scoring machine. What would Anthony Foley, as a general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, be doing about this James Harden thing? Um, If
1: I'm Murray and I'm Doc, I, I'm going to say give me to, to the, the trade deadline. We'll see it we'll see what happens with Harden and Houston. We'll see how if we can make him bad and, and beat uh or beat and burn Joe. We'll see if uh Ben Simmons might start shooting and knocking threes down. We'll see how the, the roster works with these shooters, you know, out for and if we think that we can't make it to the NBA championship with this team, then we're gonna trade for Harden. That's what I
0: think. Now you mentioned a few seconds ago that we lack the closer. Is James Harden a closer?
1: Is he? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest, man. To me, it goes Kobe, Durant, Harden. Those are the three best basketball scorers I've seen play in the last 15 years. Now you can debate that, tell me I'm wrong, I'm crazy, whatever. No, I agree. But but the guy can score any anywhere on the floor whenever he wants, how he wants. He lives at the free throw line. He closes games. He averages over 10 assists. I mean, what else do you want? He's an MVP, MVP candidate every year. He's a top five player in the league. He's been the best player to put a Sixers uniform on. since so Allen Iverson. He's a future Hall of Famer. His name's going to be in the Raptors. It's, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Especially, Embiid's hurt all the time. Do you, everybody keeps saying, oh, we have a 10-year window. Ben Simmons could be here for 10 years. But what if in 10 years, Ben Simmons still doesn't shoot and Embiid's and been gone for three or four years now? 'Cause he's on his third or fourth knee injury.
0: Uh, you're right. I don't know. I, I don't the
1: window the window is now. Like you have a three to four year window right now. Yep. If you go get Harden, you got two years left on his deal. You go see what him and a B can do. If it doesn't work next year, you go get another player. Somebody yep. will want to come here and play with him. Yep. And then you got some on your hands. Now you got players like Seth Curry and Danny Green just floating around to shoot threes instead of running the offense through there. And also, think of what how much that would open up the floor for Tobias. Yep. You have to double team and be. You have to double team Harden. Tobias is gonna be floating around, what,
0: averaging twenty easy. Yep. I, I, I every, think it would make everything. I think it would make
1: a world of difference. Yeah. The, the it would change a little bit defensively, and I'm sure the roster would shake up a little bit. But in the end, you're gonna have a majority of the same players. You're gonna trade a couple future first round picks, and yeah, Ben Simmons is a generational talent, you know, but one's a star one's a superstar. And that's the difference to me.
0: And, and that, you know, and this is what's been bothering me. And it, it seems to have been highlighted, at least for me personally, this season uh, with everything that's been going on with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Okay. We, we hold on. And I didn't think it was this bad in Philadelphia because it wasn't this bad when I was growing up. But we hold on to the potential and we make excuses for the athlete who's not performing up to their potential but we just don't have a we don't have a ceiling for when we just say well i guess that potential will never be fulfilled listen anthony ben simmons has attempted 3 three-pointers in his entire career not in the last game but his entire career yeah. all right ben simmons is not a closer all right yeah. ben simmons has been teams have proven what they can do to ben simmons when they really want to concentrate on shutting him down I e how the Celtics handled him a couple years ago in the playoffs. You take away anything between the basket and five feet, and Ben Simmons is neutralized.
1: Can't agree more, man. I mean, we we know what it, what Ben Simmons is, unfortunately, and I I feel like I'm disrespectful when I when I talk about him like this. That he really is a great player. He's a top two. I don't know if he's top twenty five NBA player. I'm not sure. I really have to write that list down, but he he's up there. And um, he's only going to get better. But you've got to be able to shoot the ball, man. And this league will, it's going to kill the scene, unfortunately. And if you have a chance to go get an MVP candidate, former MVP, you got to go do
0: it. I 100% agree. I just don't feel – it's not the Philadelphia Ben Simmons. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. And we need okay. to do what we got to do to make the team a champion. And, listen – is the asking price too steep right now? Maybe that's the sticking point. Maybe they don't want to mortgage three first-round picks. I got yeah, that. of course. And, and I'm all for that. But if somebody wanted to do a one-on-one with me and, and Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is you pack your bags, you're gone. Uh, in a heartbeat. So I'm,
1: I'm really trying to think. What I think he's the best overall player that you would probably get for um, James Harden. I don't know about package, per se, because I'm sure the Nets could throw something nice. Yeah, But, I mean... If I'm
0: hurting, I think I don't want to come play with Embiid, man. I think and being and Easton, the East and, and have a chance. I, I agree. I, I, one hundred percent agree. I don't know. I, I, so again, I think, I think there's more going on here. I think the deal necessarily is not done, but I think it's they're closing in on a deal. I just think it's it's probably Houston's probably asking for a little bit too much, maybe in return of drafts. I, I would, I would, you know, have a feeling that that's what, what's going on. What do you think?
1: I would agree, too, or maybe, you know, maybe it's just something to sweeten the deal. Maybe it's just number crunching or, you know, maybe James Harden is having second dogs if he wants to come to Philly or, you know, it could be a lot of things, you know what I mean? But, you know, if we can get P.J. Tucker to sweeten that deal, I'd be very happy.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Now, we are six games in. The Sixers are currently 5-1, and one, but let's preface that a little bit by saying that they have not. Necessarily handle the Lakers, uh, you know the the Bucks or the Celtics. I mean, they've been bot- they've been feeding off some bottom feeders. What is your opinion of the first six games of this season with the Sixers, Anthony? Uh, still a little
1: streaky.